1: Each and every act performed by an individual, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant, is capable of merging human experience with divine consciousness. Valeria Telles interviews Dr. Robert J. Flower, the author of Decoding Potential, The Science of Achievement, Pathways to Understanding. Robert J. Flower, PhD, is a highly successful entrepreneur, consultant, Mensa scholar, author, and educator. Having started his business career with only $321, he grew his business to a net worth of well over eight figures today. For over 38 years, he has dedicated himself to the study of human potential and how to fully achieve it. Late in 1980, Dr. Flower experienced an epiphany, which changed his life forever. He went through what mind scientists call a state of enlightenment, which lasted for months. This led Dr. Flower on a quest all over the world through ancient systems of thinking and cultures until he discovered a hidden mathematical and biological code. This code clearly defined a master pattern in the structure of nature, a natural intelligence. By breaking this code, Dr. Flower uncovered a scientific way to achieve our highest potential. To further develop this system, Dr. Flower founded the Gilchrist Institute for the Achievement Sciences. Since then, he has successfully helped thousands of clients from all walks of life unlock their potential and achieve incredible results in every facet of their lives, businesses, and careers using natural thinking and intelligence, N-A-T-I. Dr. Bob has authored 11 books, several of which have received top acknowledgement from scientists around the world. Further, since 1986, he has survived several bouts of leukemia, only having the support of his family and using the lessons from natural thinking, was he able to survive. Meet Dr. Flower at drbobflower.com and naturalthinking.org. Here is the interview with Dr. Robert J. Flower.
0: In your own words, who is Robert J. Flower?
2: Well, uh, multifaceted would be the best way. I've been a very, very uh, successful businessman, thank God, for many years. Started with practically nothing, a couple of hundred dollars, and built a multi-million dollar empire, which is now a family-owned and operated uh, investment uh, type uh, scenario. Uh, but over the years, uh, I've also been very heavily involved in uh, metaphysical research, philosophy. That was my uh, educational uh, uh, specialty, very a very great uh, philosophical uh, believer and follower. And uh, currently I've been more of a scientist and a researcher putting it all together, I've been able to take principles of potential. Our, our whole thing, Robert Flower, is all about developing potential and getting to the heart of things. If there were a single definition for myself, I, I would just simply say I'm one that is an expert at developing potential and getting to the heart of things.
0: I mm. ah, love that word, the heart. That's an interesting word. How to define what, describe what the heart is?
2: Uh, well, I, I want to give you a, a scientific <laughs> fact about the heart, which might yeah. be of interest to you. Yeah. A colleague of mine who was the world's authority in stress, uh, his research shows that the heart throws off 5,000 times more energy than the brain does. Is everything energy, Robert? Yes, absolutely. Even even potential. Little, tiny, itty bits of molecules, trillions and quadrillions of molecules that fill the universe just waiting for us to put them together into a proper structure and creating... Uh, as good a life, as good as the existence, uh, as is possible.
0: What is life to you? What is this experience called life?
2: Uh, developing potential. It's all about uh, serving the universe. The universe is unrealized potential waiting to be utilized, and uh, that's what that's what life is. Life is the experiment and experience of the development of uh, the universal potential.
0: The, yeah, when you say universe, the, that makes me think about this um, impersonal energy or uh, unlimited, untouched, free energy. seems like from your message, it seems like it, there is an intention to get somewhere with that energy or to do something with this free energy is that something that you're trying to, a message you're trying to deliver that there's an intention
2: behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, potential actually has uh, four functional parts to it, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And in order to properly develop and realize your potential, you need to address all four of those areas, not just, you know, not just one or two or three. And, and the more you're able to develop uh, in the those four areas, uh, the greater your realization of, uh, of potential.
0: But that's coming from a, this individual energy, contracted energy, isn't it? It's not free if we have to develop, if we have to work on it. Yeah, I wonder what freedom is to you, or liberation as some say in, in the spiritual field.
2: What is freedom? The ability to uh, do uh, what, you, uh, what you seek you know, without, uh, without restriction. I, I don't necessarily agree that, uh, that we're free totally. I think that we have two mi- – our, our research shows that we actually have two minds. One is subjective. One is objective. One is free. And the other one is predetermined. And you, you have the freedom to do whatever you wish, but that could mean violating the objective principles of, of our existence. So you, yes, we do have free will, but, it, but it's more of a test. It, it's, it, it's the matter of getting us into the, the right frame of mind that, uh, we're, that holds tremendous amounts of potential, more so than what most people think today.
0: Question that I have for you, it's uh, that I often ask most of my guests, how did this happen? How did we come to be in a human body and to be having this experience right now? Do you wonder?
2: Human body, hu- humanity is a testing ground and development ground of uh, the uh, universal energy of potential. It's where you put it together, uh, let's say, on the other side, yeah. and, then, and then put it into uh, realization in this world to see how it measures, how it works out, uh, how effective it is uh, here so that it becomes effective there. And I, I relate when people ask me questions such as that, I relate to uh, the uh, Lord's Prayer, uh, where it where it talks about, uh, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. So what it, what the what the prayer is actually saying is that there's this image, yeah. on the other side, and mm. the plan is to try and realize it here in three-dimension, mm. okay, instead of okay. in two-dimension.
0: When you speak of God, you mentioned the word earlier, is that like spiritual belief that you have? And if you do, where, who, and what is God to you,
2: Robert? Uh, well, I think it's more of a God force, that poten- potential is God or God is potential, However you however you look at it. But it's an impersonal world that, uh, you know, if you understand potential, potential contains everything. There's only two types of potential, unrealized potential and realized potential. The un- the unrealized fulfills everything. Anything and everything that's possible uh, is uh, uh, contained within potential. And this energy has uh, actually thirteen parts to it. It's actually a molecule, individual molecules, and these little molecules have the ability to take on different forms. Right? One of the forms is physical. The other, the form is mental, and another, another is uh, emotional, and yet, and still, uh, spiritual. So, so that. When I talk about God, I'm not talking about a a personalization, unless it's a human form. That's different. The human form of God is, uh, is entirely possible, but not the way we're going in this world.
0: How did you come to these realizations and to develop the method that you have? I know what we'll be talking about in a moment. What you have been speaking so far, how did you come to these understandings?
2: Well, I had an illumination uh, many years ago. Uh, I, I, as I said, I'm a uh, lover and student of philosophy. Yeah. And I was just, you know, uh, I was very accomplished at the time, but I wasn't satisfied. I felt that there was something more to life. I didn't understand it and I wanted to know more about it. And I set my path. To uh, to study and learn and and try and solve whatever uh, mysteries uh, that uh, that I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the first things I did, which changed my life dramatically, was I had to divulge myself of all belief systems.
0: Is that possible to navigate this reality without any beliefs?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, let me put it this way. There's beliefs and there's perceptions. Beliefs are concrete. Perceptions are very fluid. Mm. You, you can live even better with perceptions than you can with beliefs. I try to live my life by, by the perceptions, except when it comes to things that I know. I know I know, you know, science or experiential yeah. Events that occurred in my life, but uh, yes, the answer to that is yes.
0: And what would be an example of that? Of perception versus belief. What would that look like?
2: Well, uh, someone someone could believe in uh, in God and say, "Well, it, uh, I believe in God, and God is uh, a person. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a it's a personage. Somebody with a perception would say." It's possible that the God is a uh, a personalized uh, entity, but it's also possible that they may be uh, something else so I'll, I'll believe that it is personal, but I'll keep looking for other avenues that show me a different picture. So I guess the question for you is when you talked earlier about mystery,
0: is there any mystery? do you still have do you still see life as a mystery or What would be a mystery about this that's happening? Well,
2: um, I I don't... (laughs) There are many mysteries, and it depends on whether you're talking about metaphysical or you're talking about uh, material. Um, You know, the mysteries is, you know, what is life about? I I think clearly that uh, our, our scientific research and our experiential events show us that life is definitely about Potential, developing potential, and everything I read in in, in the various scriptures leads me to uh, to that conclusion. I think that uh, I think there's a lot more that we can know about the universe, the other worlds, uh, than um, where we're looking now. I think we we limit ourselves too much, and we tend to, uh, you know, in our research, we find that what prevents people from achieving things, okay? And we find that there are four major factors. Fear, ego, ignorance, and self-deception. And when people can't achieve things, uh, one or two or all of those factors are involved. Uh, And and that that happens consistently, universally. So uh, my focus is to uh, teach people what these 13 principles of, of potential are and what the restrictors are, and then find their weaknesses, identify their weaknesses for them, and uh, help them through this, this process. Uh, life is about the process. You know, it, it's not about making billions of dollars or being a famous athlete or actress or something of that sort uh, it's about a path and you know you can be very poor and a, and a humble person you can be very rich and famous and uh, very very uh, ego oriented we both have paths and we both we both need to master those paths in order to, in order to achieve Uh, our our life, our life mission, our life goals.
0: So when you speak of the ego, Robert, is that the idea of this me, this I, this contracted energy that owns reality, a piece of reality, a very limited piece of reality?
2: Well, ego uh, is uh, ego versus pride. Pride is pride is a virtue. Ego, in our definition, is a restrictor. Uh, the, minute, the minute you put ego in front of anything else, you restrict yourself. You, you've automatically set yourself back because you've, you've put the objective uh, out of focus. And that's what happens with people. You know, they, 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 they work on their, their ego uh, to be somebody or be something or be rec- recognized. And that's not what it's about. It's part of the path, but, but that's not what it's about.
0: So talk to me about what natural thinking is and uh, in nature. Like um, what do we feel so at home, the sense of belonging in nature? There's a relationship between, the, what do you natural thinking and, and nature itself?
2: The way that we discovered natural thinking and these 13 principles is through a genetic study. I had a colleague of mine who is a world-class geneticist. And we worked together and we discovered that there is a biological process of cellular development. It's a structure. And we have... We, each of us have this structure within us, within ourselves, and we just identified that this structure has 13 parts to it, 13 principles. So we take these principles and we use them to think. It's, it's a natural, it's the way we think. These, the natural thinking is the way we are structured to think. It's, it's not what we think, it's how we think. And we, we all think the same. We all have these 13 principles. So the whole idea is, as I said before, if you think naturally, you follow these principles, okay? If you think normally, common thought, uh, subjective thought, that's that's the ego, that's free will, that's the way you just let yourself go and think you know, whatever you wish without any... Uh, Uh, authority you know or out any proof or or substance to to what you're thinking or what you're doing but but this is a this is a true biological genetically structured process that we all have that we discovered that's nature that's nature in its most most rudimentary form
0: you wrote the book, Decoding Potential, The Science of Achievement, Pathways to Understanding. Talk to me about the main intention
2: of writing your book, Robert. Writing eight books? I've written 11 books. Uh, yes, uh, that, that specific book was to introduce the concept of uh, the potential molecule, that the that, uh, uh, structure that I just mentioned to you, that was genetic, genetically discovered, and how it relates to various sciences and various philosophies and various religions, um, how it explains what uh, what what these wise men and uh, scientists had discovered, uh, uh, more of a, a basis for what they were. Uh, coming across what they were trying to uh to describe and and that that's uh, it, it's it's um it, it, if you have a science mind and you're very objective and you understand philosophy the book was great otherwise it's it's just a science book that has some great great commentaries in it about uh, about life but it really explains life in an a altogether different. You know, it just takes the mysticism. It explains mysticism.
0: Talk to me about what mysticism is from your perspective or what has been said about mysticism. And why is that not related to nature itself? Where is the disconnection?
2: Well, no, it, it is related to nature, but in a different way. Uh, mysticism is... Mysteries of the universe, you know, mysteries that involve um, uh, religions and sex and things of that nature. What I'm saying is that mysticism uh, in many ways is truth. And today's science is proving it, but it's proving it not as it was described to us. It's proving it in a different light, in a more open light, in, in a uh, in a characterization that shows us a a, a, a different uh, concept as to what we were taught. So uh, you know, over the centuries. So um, I mean, I love mysticism. I, I you know, I, I I write a lot about it, and I use it because I find that it does possess the truth. But not the way it was taught to us, you know. And you take the Holy Grail, for instance. You know, was, I, I have very good friends, that, well-educated friends, very intelligent friends, who say, "Well, what are you writing? About? The Holy Grail is a myth. It's just a nomenclature." No, it's not. In the book, I show where the many concepts of the Holy Grail and its development, its stories, are actually telling us. About the potential molecule, but but that's not the way the Holy Grail has been betrayed to us for centuries. I mean, even today, I go out and I will give a talk or a lecture about the Holy Grail. People, are, wait a minute! What are you talking about? This the Holy Grail is not that. Oh yes, it is. Oh yes, it is. And it's the same thing about many other you know, a, a mystical uh, you know uh, notions. The three in one, for instance, in Christianity that's that's a, a a a mystical explanation but we describe the 3 in 1 as the potential molecule it has three basic parts to it and those three basic parts break down into the 13 principles that I that I've been talking about so uh just like the six days of creation it's the same thing because uh the 3 When you look at it, it has a duality to it. It has a positive and a negative. Those are the six days. The seventh day is the day of rest, which is potential unrealized, you see? So there's a mysticism there that science is now able to explain, but explain it in a different way so that it makes sense. And, and that's the growth and development of the human spirit that we're starting to realize now. I read something that came from
0: your book, I believe, I hope. There was the review article you sent me that said, that. that's a quote from you. The next step in mankind's evolution is neither flight or flight. Fight. It is a willingness to face issues in order to grow and develop. That caught my attention, this not either fight or flight. It's interesting because I don't see Robert as growing like going anywhere, but it's just here now and it somehow feels like has been evolving. Something is changing, like the body clearly is changing. There's something else that feels whole, feels untouched and unchanged. And that's when I think about nature. I think about when I look at trees and the water. I think about no stories, that that there's no storytelling, no make-believe or anything. It, It just is. Everything just, as you say, has this potential and it's realized potential is the most beautiful thing nature. And it's just doing what it does without any thinking, any ideas, any concepts, any intellectual. There's no intellect in nature, although there's no thinking. But it's so rational and it's so, I mean, flourishes. And that's what I see human beings being nature itself. The only thing that causes all the suffering in this probably what you call unrealized potential is the thinking. Is the concepts, it is explaining away of everything and trying to intellectualize life, which makes us feel unnatural by trying to explain life away. I'm not sure if that makes sense to you, but that's how it comes to me every time. <laughs> that dance is <laughs> a movement, a dance that at the same time it's not, it's a paradox. It's a paradox, and, and the unknown, too. It keeps coming to me. The unknown, this is just, uh, if I can say something else, it's a miracle to be here in the human body and not even knowing what the me and the I is, but just this sense, this perception that you spoke of. Not a belief system, but a, this realization, perception that this is happening, and this is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing. If that's not fulfillment and achievement in realization, realizing potential, what is um, this here and now, this... But not here and now, it's time because there's no time anyway. It's another human uh, concept of the mind. But it's becoming the moment, merging with everything.
2: Well, I respect your point. Uh, there are some things in there that I don't actually subscribe to at this point in time anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, we could discuss that or we could move on and discuss something else. But uh, to me, uh, yeah. to me, uh, the afterlife, the universe is explainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is comprehensive. But our ignorance and our fears and our ego stop us from getting to that point. And as long as we allow those restrictors to take control of our lives, we'll never understand what, what life is. You know, we talk about nature, okay? Yeah, St. Saint, yeah. Saint Augustine and St. Thomas wrote uh, uh, prolifically about, uh, uh, about nature. But their message was, follow nature, now the arguments have been over the centuries and even lately, you know, the age of enlightenment, a couple of hundred years ago, that how can you follow nature when number one is principles are not discernible? Well, number one, we have, we have discovered those principles scientifically in biology and you can't get closer to nature than biology. So that's, that's number one. Now we can. Many people uh reject this because it's not in their understanding and it's it 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 generates fear in their thinking. Well, okay, yeah, that that's all right. That's 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 the path. But the main thing is that nature has a, a duality to it. You know, you ha- you have the beautiful sunsets and the glorious mountains, but then you have the tornadoes. The hurricanes, the floods, the oh. fires oh. that's na- that's nature too mm, of course. and you and you cannot ignore that of course yeah so so you know when i uh, you you eloquently quoted uh, my statement about fight flight uh you know if you don't deal with the realities of nature and yourself uh you're bound to suffer. And you talked a little bit about suffering. Suffering is suffering is self-generated. Mm-hmm. And it's it's generated by what we call free will and not following the principles of of nature. So would you say that human
0: beings, we are nature? Would you say that? Would you make that statement? Yes. Uh, yes. Of course, yes. right, Robert. Yes. So we are nature. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The duality aspect. Yeah. There's, but then when it comes to suffering, I absolutely agree with you too, that, yeah, we are cousins. That's the mental construct. Those ideas we have, belief systems we have, because pain is part of life, isn't it? At, at yes. least, at least yes. the, the human experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are, I, I absolutely agree with you in that, that. I don't know where we disagree anyway. <laughs> Maybe the unknown. I guess the unknown and the, the um, trying to explain life way is the part of understanding that you call it understanding. That, to me, has to do with the mind again, mental processes and ideas and concepts. And life itself, or whatever this is that we call life, it's just we cannot even describe what this is this is it's not to be really understood or believed it's something to be experienced it's beyond that it's i think it's a realization that you just are life itself there's no separation between you and life and now who are you then i have no idea who i am i just know that i have been conditioned to believe a lot of things but that's conditions of the mind and body. Yeah, biology, of course, plays a huge role. My background, my everything that happened, my DNA. So that plays a role. That's conditionings. But if I go beyond that, the conditions of mind and body, then it drops into this, the realization that this is it, that this is incredible. I mean, I, I can use those words, but it's not even that. It's just unconditional wholeness, unconditional being. It sounds spiritual, but it's not actually spiritual. I mean, everything might be spiritual. I call it life itself. I try not to even use those names. But yeah, it's a realization. And that sounds to me like the impossible to realize that without creating any stories, without trying to understand or putting labels or concepts in it. Just kind of, uh, yeah, like taking a deep breath and just kind of falling into life itself, merging with it and becoming wholeness, but at the same time, separated wholeness. So we are two. Uh, It's a paradox again. So it cannot be explained when it comes to the paradox of what this is.
2: Okay. Again, (laughs) there's a little dichotomy here. I I can only speak to what I experience and what others have practice. but the main thing that brought me to the point where I feel I understand life and beyond so well is that I gave up everything I believed. And I just sought what's the truth. And when, when I say the truth, I mean I wanted explanations. Don't tell me something uh, because it's an axiom, you know, or an old proverb. I uh, okay. Tell me. Tell it to me. But tell me why it is. Tell me what's behind it. And mm. the minute, I, the minute I gave up my belief system, I began to see things in a totally different light. My relationship with with people, with my wife. Yeah. I did. I did not have a good relationship with my wife at the time this happened. Right. The minute that it happened, the day that it happened. I came home, and my wife took one look at me, and she said, what happened to you? And I said, sweetheart, I've been picking on you. I've been blaming you for things. It's not you. It's me. And my whole married life, i married, now I'm married 52 years to, yeah. to a wonderful human being. You know, and uh, with with three great understanding children, but that all came about because I I walked away from from a a belief system from things that that stopped me from looking at at uh, realities that came to me. So uh, you know, and 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 that's such a hard thing to do, malaria. It's so hard, you know, but. Once you do it, it's, it's it's a release. It makes a
0: lot of sense to me, to the me, of course. That's the ego that you spoke about earlier. That's my understanding or the understanding of the ego. That's always trying to attach to something, some idea. As long as you can, the ego can understand something, grasp something, then it becomes... It's that solidity that it looks for. he looks for destination, looks for um, knowing. It's all about knowledge. I want to know. I remember when I had those ideas, that the eye, the grasp of the ego, that I wanted to know. I wanted to find out the truth. And, I mean, that was an endless path. I mean, it's never satisfied, really. It always comes to that end, in a way, because the knowing realm is just very limited, What I have found is that the unknown, it's unlimited. that's a very uncomfortable place for the ego. Very uncomfortable.
2: Yes.
0: It doesn't like being there. No belief systems, no path, nothing. I'm just here now doing what I do. I have no idea why I'm doing this. It's just life itself doing what it does, nature. Sure.
2: Yep. Yep. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So we are actually speaking about the same things, maybe using different words, I would say. Or maybe different ways of explaining, right? What this is—it's bottomless. It's uh, it never stops um, trying to get somewhere. That's the ego. It always wants to know, and it wants to know the truth, and wants to want wants to know a definite truth.
2: <laughs> and <I count.
0: clears throat> life is just, um, yeah, life. It's—I mean, this is the complete unknown to me. I. It's just, it's a miracle, too. I say miracle to be here now, to be talking to you now. What is this? This is amazing to me that we can even talk about these things. We can even talk, we express. And it might not be real. None of this might be real in a way. But it feels real, doesn't it? It really does. The science of achievement, that's part of the 13 principles within the Native uh, Method that you have created that caught my attention when achievement, yeah, because that's getting somewhere. But I do not a believe because I don't have a belief system, but it's um it's something that interests or calls my attention, this this search, this very sincere desire of some of us to get somewhere, realize the truth, or to live better lives without suffering, so we can get get along better with one another and flourish in this human body. So that's really, I love that about human beings, about you, what do you do? That's exactly what's happening here. So it's about easing or reducing suffering. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. It's one of the most be- beautiful things I can think of in this uh, unknownness of life.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, but then you're back to violating the rule of nature, that there's, that there's a goodness and a badness in nature.
0: Without denying that, of course, no, there's no denial. <laughs> then, of course, everything that, even those without, which a lot more people, as you spoke earlier, you know, the world, the reality, the way it is now, most of us don't realize that yet. Um, that we can ease suffering, although I don't believe in. Or I don't. I'm not interested in in free will or control of life or choice. Even. What is your take on that, Robert?
2: well like i said we have two minds this is what our, our our research is showing us we have two minds we have this common mind which is uh personal and uh uh it's free will uh, that's that's what we do and live and see every day yeah. and then and then we have this natural mind which is this uh this structure these these 13 principles the potential molecule within us that is structured it 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 it's uh it, it, it is predetermination if you mm. follow those principles
1: mm.
2: you will have a desired uh, outcome you will have the, uh, a a a fitting outcome now that doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer because suffering is part of life. Mm, uh, yeah, but, but yeah. what it means is that you have the free will to deny, which you know what? I, I, I have uh, assessments that we do, scientific assessments. Most people are 70% in the common mind. They, they do not use their principle. They don't know what they are. They don't even know they exist. Uh, but the, they don't follow they don't follow nature, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They just follow what they want, what they believe in. And that causes hardship. That causes suffering. So when when people tell me about suffering, uh, you know, I don't necessarily say anything. I, I don't want to hurt people's feelings any further, but it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's self, again, it's self-inflicted. Because of either our fear, in this case, it, uh, it's, it's ignorance. Mm. And then from ignorance, it's, it's, when it's presented to them, it becomes rejection, it becomes self, self deception. Because they're saying that, well, that sounds good and probably right, but I, I'm not, that's not me. I'm not going there. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. That's your free will well, watch out! Watch out for the pain and suffering that follows. Yeah, it's, it, it, that's one of the
0: questions that I often ask: Why do some of us have this openness and this curiosity about, you know, the processes of nature and who we are and how can we kind of lead or experience a better—not um, a better, but flourish—in this human body? And why some of us don't—they have no interest. They keep—they suffer, and they are comfortable with suffering. Actually, it seems like. So is this part of the dance of life? This is what do you call them? I mean, I call it unconditional love, unconditional wholeness. Life doing what it does. It's not perfect. It just is. It's free energy doing what it does.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, virtue. You know, you talk about love. You're talking about. Love and compassion, yeah. you know, you're talking about virtue. And virtue yeah. is, virtue has uh, many fine qualities to it. You know, if you, if you follow virtue, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you're also going to suffer. Right. I love what, that you keep
0: saying that. And <laughs> that's true. Well, it's true.
2: You know, yeah, I mean, look, look, how, how many people, how many people yeah. don't do things that they know are right but they, because they're going to lose their job or they're going to insult somebody or they're going to be ridiculed or something, you know, that's not virtue. That's not practicing virtue. So uh, there, there's, you know, the, the, the whole, uh, dichotomy of, of, of life, of thinking, uh, is all within the self. It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult, Valeria. But, it's but it is, but it is difficult because people people
0: reject it, and that's part of the yeah the suffering too, when we realize these things and then people around us they don't, and then it's um it feels like a disconnect and they right. cause suffering, right, right What yep. an interesting experience <laughs> to be here. Thank you so much, Robert. <laughs> For having Thanks. this conversation with me and being open <laughs> to talk about these things. Will. <laughs> so we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book?
2: Let, 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 me, let me put it to you this way. I have a mantra. I, I have I have two two basic mantras, but the one I the one I, I, I live my life by that I really believe in is as follows. When I die, God's going to ask me just one question: What did you do with what I gave you? And I hope to answer that I did everything that was possible, and maybe a little bit more. And I and that's I, I think that that's kind of explains what I believe and, and what I try to be and what I try to help people to believe. Mm. And and the other the other little mantra is, consider the use of adversity. That there's always an opposite way, of achieving things that go wrong for you. And I made I've made a fortune in my life doing that, taking bad things that have happened and turning them around. Mm. And uh, there's a section. In in uh, one of my earlier books, um, A Revolution in Understanding, where I, I talk about that, and an uh, experience I had with my mother many years ago, we went to a uh, we went to my my nephew's wedding, a very elegant place, and I was sitting at a table with my mother, and she was dressed in this uh, old fashioned, you know, nineteen twenties outfit with a. You know, parasol in a you know yeah. big floppy hat, <laughs> and all, and all of a sudden, the, the the roof started to leak, and it was coming down pretty good, and everybody on the table scattered, and I grabbed my mother's parasol, which was you know a, a prompt prompt, yeah. it wasn't, I managed, I was struggling there with her standing next to me, you know everybody was so shocked at what was going on. And I managed to get it open, and we both stood under the shower, and everybody in the room went crazy. You know, mm. they they were clapping and whatnot. And my nephew, my nephew and his new wife were were elated <laughs> that, that I was able to take such a negative happening and turn it into an event. That's what life is. You know, it's not mm. getting even or cursing or that. Right. that you know, at this, but. I hope that that answers your your question. Those are just a couple of examples of, uh, of of how we try to employ this whole theory of uh, of potential in life.
0: Yes, yeah. And some some of us call it wisdom, which is inner wisdom, natural wisdom, right? That sounds like natural wisdom to me. What you've been representing in this in this body, in your body. Thank you so much, Robert, for being you and flowing with life in such a way.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. I want to just simply thank you for your work. I, I really admire it.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. The body appreciates. <laughs> <laughs> so on the the mind, the body, and the mind and the the heart—they are already here. But the body sometimes complains. And my last question is: What is another word for life?
2: Experience, knowledge, development. Uh, and development is, I think, the most uh, important part of it. Uh, growing uh, is it's an experience that we need in order for our souls to grow.
0: And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects?
2: Uh, I have several web, uh, web, websites. Uh, one is Dr. Bob Flower, D-R, Dr. com, uh, And the other one uh, is where we have our assessments and other information is naturalthinking.org. Wonderful.
0: I'll have those two links on your podcast profile, Robert. Thank you. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon.
2: It was a a true pleasure.
0: Yeah, same here. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Robert J. Flower and his work, please visit drbobflower.com and naturalthinking.org.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.